0: Gave him a bump. Feet out in front. The big save by Leonard. Closing to his right. Puck goes around behind the goal. Live. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Colasar again down low. Right side, he shoots. Knocked down. Theodore fires and he scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studio, VGK Insider Show, cranking along. Hour number two, Darren Millard uh, with uh, Chris Chapman. It is uh, Ryan Wallace who's working on something show-related about this top secret. We can't tell you what, but uh, it'll become very apparent in probably what uh, two years by the time he gets that project done. Yeah, sounds about years? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he's but he's working on something really really big right now. Vegas, so uh, with a big win last night, five-two over Detroit. It was a swing game. It uh, makes it a four and one start to the six-game homestand. You lose that one, uh, or you you drop it in overtime. You only get a single point. Uh, it makes it a three and two start uh, to the homestand, and then you're like, oh geez, we won the first three. Uh, things get a, a little more tense uh, going into it. So now it's uh, already a success, and you can have the opportunity to do something really neat, special, and uh, in the first five years of the franchise, an opportunity to go five and one in a homestand is amazing. It'll rank right up there for great moments, but to be put in a position to be five and one on a homestand with what they're going through right now is really unfathomable. And that's uh, what they are right now. They're uh, knocking on the door of, uh, of an 11 win season in the first uh, 18 games, which where they started is a long way. And they get the performance last night out of unexpected areas, Zach Whitecloud, Nick Hag, and Paul Cotter score four of the five goals for this team. I don't know who had Zach Whitecloud scoring a couple of goals because who had Zach Whitecloud playing last night? Chapman, not I. Nope, didn't see that one coming. Uh, Jumps into the lineup and he plays in the absence of Shea Theodore. But I don't know whether Whitecloud plays anyway whether he was just making that kind of progress off the injury. but And they had Daniil Miramanov up, and, and he was uh, recalled and was in a position to play. But without Shea Theodore and without uh, Amadio, who was uh, missing because of COVID protocol, uh, they, they had to reach into the bag of tricks again. And they keep pulling out these great performances. Zach Whitecloud had never scored two goals in a game in the National Hockey League. And coming off the hand surgery, he scored two goals. It was a big part of that win last night.
1: Yeah, he had, ai would say, a, a really good return to action. Um, you know, it's its funny because we don't know how far along he was in his progress. But the last time we saw him, he was wearing a red non-contact jersey, which was ago. Not, not too long ago. Um, obviously, Wednesday, Thursday, we didn't see the team at all. But, uh, yeah, it it, it it's, it's amazing. Like, and I know you mentioned it earlier about the job Pete DeBoer's doing. Like, I don't know if, I mean, he's a guy who's obviously coached a lot of games in the NHL. I don't know how he would rate this, but you got to think it, it's, it's one of those situations where he, he, he probably has to sit back and laugh a little bit. Like what else can they throw at me mm-hmm. and my team find ways to win games? I mean, cause it's, it, it, it's, it's funny how, how all these guys, whether it's Paul Cotter, who who still hasn't stopped scoring, whether he's in the NHL or in the AHL. In the last week, or if it's Zach Whitecloud, fresh off the injured list, or or I mean, Jake LeCision, who had never played in the NHL until this season. All of a sudden, he's now a full time guy. I mean, it's 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 just wild how this team keeps finding ways to win games.
0: I don't know whether Pete DeBoer could accurately judge. The performance and the impact of coaching right now, because you're so deep into it at this stage. Because uh, you're you're not just reinforcing anymore. With with this roster, you reinforce, you tweak, and then you you make sure that everybody's on the on the same not the, just the same page, but same line. And there's a little bit. Uh, Less teaching, more guiding. He's done a ton of teaching this year. A ton of coaching this year. And not just in-game and minute-to-minute, period-to-period, because you're losing players during games like we've never seen before. Guys leaving games. But in those those off days, going into a game, trying to figure out who you have, who's going to play with who. And you lost two-thirds of your first line. And now you've lost two-thirds of your second line at different stages. And you're plopping people in. And there is different approaches to it. Like, think about the the first time that they played without William Carlson and who was in that spot between Marshall and and Riley Smith. And it didn't stay that way long, Brett Howden. Uh, And then they went Chandler Stevenson. And settle on on and they were they're moving it around because Toronto was really good that night and they were they were chasing the game so it, it, it made sense that you would try different things that night, put Nick wine And that's coaching, that's changing, that's adjusting, that's uh, looking for something to happen and didn't wait very long, and which is kind of unusual for Pete. Like there's he doesn't like to change lines a lot from what uh, we we've witnessed, but he's done a lot of that this year looking for the magic combination. And they found it in Nick Wah. And now, now they've got something. Uh since since Mark Stone come came back, uh uh we've watched the the gelling with Donov and Chandler Stevenson. Well, Chandler Stevenson and Donov had something going on. They've they've they found that that combination. So the 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 whiteboard, the the grease board in the uh, in the coach's office with all those line combinations up there, like it's it's had a workout this year. And Maybe in a couple of years, Pete can look at look back like he did on 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 what happened in the bubble uh, with some reflection in the months uh, following that, and was able to probably look at it uh, a little bit differently. I, I, from my point of view, I think it's the best coaching job he's and in, and he's taken teams underdog teams to Stanley Cup in he's, New Jersey. Yeah, he's
1: taken a couple teams. He's
0: taken yeah. uh, a, a more of a favorite team in in San Jose, the, a team with expectations uh, to a Stanley Cup but this is his best team what he's been able to do and win with this team has been impressive because he hasn't had the players that make up the best team
1: yeah it's miraculous when when you look at it and and, i mean i know it's very early but and obviously i see a lot more of this team than i see a lot of other teams but it's hard to argue against him being the jack adams winner at this stage of the season because of the job that he's done with just the the adversity and, and it's something that they keep talking about. But I I like well, Chapman,
0: the, go back go back to what John Shannon said in hour number one. If you missed any in hour number one, download the podcast. He said he doesn't like talking about trophies this early on.
1: I do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't mind it either. Yeah. But I thought he was going the Jack Adams route with yeah. Pete DeBoer. It sounded I, I, like it. Yeah. No. No. He he talked about uh, Alex Petrangelo and, and, Norris. and the Norris. Yeah. And and being great. And uh, I absolutely. Uh, am on the same page as, as, as that. But my initial reaction and expectation was that he was going with Pete DeBoer and, and the coaching job that he's
1: done. Yeah. I mean, we're almost at that 20 games mark, quarter which bowl. is, which is what, 20% of the, or I'm sorry, quarter, quarter bowl, quarter, like bowl. you said. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I don't know. And it's funny. I looked at, I was looking at Columbus and they've had a lot of adversity too. Oh, yeah. Max Domi, Patrick Line. Yeah. Line A. I mean, Domi injures the ribs then he gets covid and and he's he's kind of close I think to coming back. I know he didn't play last night but uh you know it, it's funny there's not a lot of teams that have had to go through and and I can't think of a team in any sport that has lost this many important players.
0: You just know that there has been.
1: I know, I know, but yeah. I can't I can't yeah. think of any like where where I'm like I mean granted I'm only in my 40s so it's not like I've been watching sports for 60 years or, or you know, no, no, that, but at least recently, My beard's 20. Yeah. My beard is very, very old and it's very gray, but I, we we talked about the other day. They had, what was it? Over 40% of their scoring from last year at one point in this season was on the injured list. There was a game that they played against Toronto where they were actually under the salary floor with the team that they, that they had to play in that game. It's, it's. We, we talk about guys like Jonas Ronbierg, who who's come in, and I think he's, he's done a really good job, considering he had never played before this season in the NHL.
0: I'll give you something here. This is from uh, a Twitter account called NHL Injury Viz. Posting last night. The nine players out for Vegas last night have a total AAV of $41.7 million. <laughs> That's what was missing last night. From the Golden Knights roster that beat the Detroit Red Wings, so the tweet uh, goes on to say, which I think is the first time any team has gone past the forty million dollar mark since they started tracking this per game. That's incredible. That that Fort, really forty one point seven million dollars in AAV out of the lineup last night for the Golden Knights, and your team went out there and scored a 5-2 win and improved to 10-7 and 7 on the air.
1: Yeah, and it, I'll go back to something Mark Stone said the other night about teams not feeling sorry for them. He's I, right. I, well, I'll, I'm going to take it a step further. I think there are probably a lot of teams around the league rooting against the Golden Knights at this point because they're probably, maybe not closely, right, because you don't really watch what teams in the other, other conference are doing until you get ready to play them, and sometimes you don't follow everything so closely, but... I'm sure there's players and teams around the league that are well aware of the fact that this team is winning games. Yeah,
0: I don't know whether they're rooting against well, Vegas, I, but I, I can. I'll, I'll go and maybe this is the same thing, Chapman. There's some people in and around the league where I know they're they're pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> like, you finally, you finally have Vegas in a vulnerable position. And, and you can't. Where they're go- they're yeah. going to be have to lick their wounds and suck it up like everybody else. And what happens is the team rallies from a one and four start to be three games over five hundred, approaching the quarter pool and within reach, a good weekend away from being in a top two spot.
1: Yeah, they're only four points behind Edmonton for first place in the division. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a real testament to the character I think of of the players that that George and Kelly have brought in, not only the the Golden Knights but the guys that they brought in to play for the Silver Knights as well, because. They-
0: Edmonton and Calgary, and I'll throw Anaheim into the mix, right now are thinking they've played well enough to have a significant cushion on Vegas so when the Golden Knights get healthy, they'll be able to withstand the push when it comes. That didn't happen. And that's taking nothing away from what the Calgary Flames have done under Daryl Sutter, and now playing that style of hockey, like just locking it down. Uh, Edmonton Oilers playing a different style, but just sensational and piling up points. Anaheim, uh, an unexpected start that nobody saw coming, should be in a position where they're thinking we got we got a good shot at making the playoffs because Vegas had no players and they've dug a hole. Yeah, that did not. And the fan bases of those teams are probably the ones that are. Really, really,
1: the ones who are angry, like me. but, but this, there's we Bury this team,
0: and, like, <laughs> and John's not wrong about jealousy.
1: Is oh, there, I'm there, sure, there is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's we can't get too far ahead of ourselves, and 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 obviously Pete is is very grounded when he gets asked this question, which it seems like he gets asked a lot. But thinking about what could be, you can't look what happened this week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> COVID, and Theodore. Yeah. Non-contact. There's theory. four players.
0: Yeah. There's four players out of your lineup in a matter of days.
1: Yeah, and then then you factor in everything else that's gone on uh, uh, from from October 12th till today.
0: Zach Whitecloud roaming around. The, the Nick Hegg goal and the Zach Whitecloud first goal were awesome because of the way they they came about. A defenseman and a young defenseman down low making a play. Hag grabbing the rebound off a shot from his defense partner, putting that rebound home. And then Zach Whitecloud, down low in his first game, back from injury, making a play. Uh, this was uh, his answer off the question uh, about the Mark Stone pass. Just saw Mark Stone with the pocket and got open. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he talked with Ashley Vice. It was, it was one of those funny moments last night on the television side. Just to let you know how things go. So it's a zero zero game, Chapman. And you're sitting there going, Who who should we as a broadcast talk to? And sometimes Ashley and the producer will will all kind of throw it around. Well, if there's a goal scored, you usually go with the goal score. Uh, it's a zero zero game. Well, let's lean on Zach Whiteclub. We have, he, he just appeared out of nowhere in the warm up. Poof. We haven't had a chance to talk to him at all about what he's been going through zero. You're almost hoping for a zero, zero game. So you can get that opportunity to speak with, with Zach and Ashley does the, the interview and it's, it's great. And she's asking him about being out there and, and what it's like. And he's like, I'm just, I'm just a kid playing hockey. It was one of those super cool, genuine answers, just a kid playing hockey. And, Darren Elliott and I on the set uh, just marveled at how casual and um, emotional, but but not emotional. Just he he let loose of of the stage, which is a National Hockey League important game for a little bit and talked about just being a kid playing hockey and and leaning on that guidance uh, when he went out there. Well, then he goes out and scores a couple of goals. So you know what you know what who who we all want to hear from Zach Whitecloud in the second intermission, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but we can't because we just talked to him in the in the, in the first intermission. So who did he, you guys he, talk to he, in the second? Who did we talk to in the second? Nick Hague, I believe. Ah,
1: another another yeah. uh, Nick Hague with maybe the uh, the all time greatest celebration. I, I lose Joel. I lose
0: track of the second intermission because uh, I'm with Gary. Oh, and, okay, and yeah. We end up uh, doing our thing. No, and then, then it's just it's just a blur.
1: Now you're 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 Brandon Manitoba, right? Same Brandon Manitoba, same yeah. same hometown as Zach, right? He's yeah. also Brandon. Yeah, yeah.
0: Shane Nadi. So, well, Shane Nadi's knee out, but he was born in Brandon.
1: That's that's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's it, it really kind of shows you how small the hockey world is. That that the three of you guys are all from that same really town. I I, I don't know much about it, but I'd imagine it's not a very big town.
0: Nah, eh, fifty grand.
1: That's not very big.
0: Ah, uh, we had like three coffee shops, Tim Hortons, and like. I think six gas stations.
1: <laughs> yeah, but how many Tim Hortons? That's
0: oh, one, two, three, four. I think five. Oh, so or you It was a one, big deal when, when when Tim Timmy's came. To town. One for
1: every ten thousand people. Yep, uh, basically, and
0: always a lineup. Uh, always, <laughs> of a, always course. a lineup. Right now, Did, do you have the clip on talking about uh, Hague celebration? Yes, I do. All right, let's go there. Uh, you fall? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whenever someone scores, I just jump up and yell. So I. Uh, I didn't even see it, but uh, if he fell, that's a long way to fall for that 6 <laughs> 6 body. So, I'm assuming it was uh, a heavy fall. <laughs> a heavy fall. So,
1: big tree fall hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so those two guys come up because they played together in the in the American Hockey League.
1: Chicago. Yeah.
0: Last night was the first time that they've scored in the same game.
1: Even in even going back to AHL,
0: I don't know about that, but oh. the National Hockey League first time they scored in the National Hockey League in, in the same game.
1: Zach gets his two goals. Were you thinking hat trick? I was. I was. I was, and I, I, I wanted to see it so bad because I, I don't know. I, 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 kind of feel like Zach Whitecloud is just one of the guys. Well, I just wanted. I wanted it because you've, you've. It you would have been a great story. Two,
0: you would have two hat tricks by defensemen. Yeah. Dylan Coughlin and Zach Whitecloud. Yeah. All the offense that you have on the on the blue line between Petrangelo and Martinez and Theodore and now Heg lighting it up. It would have been all the offense. <laughs> You've got a guy that's really in like Coughlin cutting his teeth still. Yeah. But when he did it, he was rookie and Zach Whitecloud, who's not known for his offense.
1: Yeah. I think what, what did I, I, I think I read that he had only had two goals in his previous 72 games.
0: First time in his career that he scored two goals in a game. Yeah. Darren Elliott made a point. Play off this for me. When Zach Whitecloud, Came up, he didn't see the offense. Stay at home defenseman could be a five, six guy, didn't see the offense. When Nick Haig came up, saw maybe a four, five guy, but didn't see the defensive part of their games. And they've both made huge strides in the last year. Growing in areas that maybe people didn't see the big picture on. And that's, I'm right with Elliot on that. And I'll, I'll totally own that. But the growth offensively in White Cloud and the growth defensively in Hague, you might have one of those pairings. So it's all over the place right now with, with injury. But in five years, four years, a long time in professional hockey, but don't you see, like, wouldn't you love to see that that pairing? It kind of it kind
1: of seems like it, it's a natural progression to get there. And what what's interesting about the two of them is two very different paths to get to mm. where they're at. White Cloud goes to Bemidji State. Free agent Haig was was a, a high draft pick. Remember, he was very angry about being drafted in the second round. And I, I kind of liked that. Like it stuck with me that that he was really he was really teed off about the fact that he wasn't a first round pick and. You know, sometimes things really work out for you because he was kind of the guy. I think that in that first draft class, him and Jake mm-hmm. and 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 Jonas, they were kind of the guys that, that people kind of forgot about, right? Because everyone was talking about Cody Glass, everyone was talking about Nick Suzuki, and everyone was talking about Eric Brandstrom. What
0: about Paul Cotter?
1: Yeah, Paul Cotter, same same class, right? Yeah. It, it, it's really amazing. And then White Cloud, who I think, was the first. Uh, he he was. A free a, agent signing, yeah, free agent signing, but signing after the last college. Game
0: of the first year, yeah. Uh, in Edmonton. In Edmonton, I Edmonton yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 sensational. The of all the discussion about picks that have been dealt, and the high picks that have been dealt, this franchise is really reaping some some quality crops in their mid-level.
1: Oh, draftics. and they're they're probably not winning games right now without those mm-hmm. the, those mid-round picks and and those second round picks because it's like they've all been really big contributors to, to what this team is doing right now and and it's it's, it's, well, it's as a
0: group right yeah yeah because, yeah, because yeah. as a collective I mean, yeah. I mean paul cotter on his own a handful of games jake lasician on his own played a, a, a lot of minutes and played more games but uh, you, you you take the the offense where you can get it yeah score a, goal, a couple of points uh in there uh throw in uh on defensively, uh, Mirmanov comes up. Yeah. And, and and plays like you. You take all these kids that that have played, Ron Byer, uh, and so forth, and put them in as a group. I mean, and when you look at their totals, Chapman, when you look at that that group from Henderson and their numbers this year, games played, goals, assists, points, and wins, and I classify them as as a sort of almost one player. Yeah, because they they've all come up and and plug different holes. It's it's crazy how effective and how much they've contributed.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, last night, it, it, it's, I mean, Mir Manoff doesn't play, but you look at the bottom six, and it's almost exclusively Henderson Silver Knights. Yes. I mean, Sven Berchi is in there last night, um, I, and I had to double take because I'm like, wait, who is number 47? I'm like, who who is this? Oh, I know. Sven Berchi. You know, it's like who's number twenty-two? You know, when, I, when I see these these guys out there, who's number forty-three? Oh, it's Paul Cotter. Who's seventeen? Oh, Ben Hutton.
0: The seventeen throws me. Yeah, yeah. The 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 seventeen
1: as a defenseman is it? It's, How about him?
0: Two fights. I love it. I love it. Because, I, I didn't think he needed a fight last night. No, I,
1: I I didn't like that either because I thought it was a clean hit and I thought the the other thing about that is why even have fight instigator in in the rules if you're not going to call it there?
0: You know, they've been Chapman. They've been better at calling that. Yeah. Much better this year.
1: Because Ernie kind of jumped at, him.
0: At calling that uh at calling that penalty, the instigator. But last night, if yeah. it's if it's not the guy turning around that you hit that fights you, yeah. If it's somebody else coming in, it should be automatic. Instigator. Well, and,
1: and just the way he did it too. Yeah. I mean, he he jumped he jumped Hutton, just came up and grabbed him, and it's like Hutton really didn't have a choice, but I think it was Ryan who tweeted out that's really going to endear himself to his teammates.
0: Uh, Riley Smith uh, scores last night. That's the one that got in the way of the hat trick. Yeah, Riley. Because because then Detroit doesn't uh, doesn't pull the goaltender for the extra attack. Yeah. And White Cloud uh, doesn't get the opportunity at the empty net. What do you uh, what do you rate last night's game at?
1: Uh you want me to do the peppers? Let's do the peppers. You see what I do that done with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. For me, pretty simple. It's ghost pepper. Mm-hmm. I That's thought, a five out of five, right? No, no, four out of five. What? Carolina Reaper is five out of oh. five. I, it's a sixty-minute game, first period, and, and I, I, I know Pete kind of agreed. I, he, he didn't like the the start, first period. He didn't think it was all that impressive. I, I wasn't all that impressed with the first period either. And I think there's there's some the reasons goalie was for good, that, man. Well, goalies part Leonard, of your team Leonard's too. Is always good. Your Leonard's goalies good every part night. of your team. He is, he is. But I, I thought second and third period they were they were they really imposed their will. I thought the way they locked down Detroit, they didn't give up a ton of shots. I mean I think they had there there was a point where we were almost I think we were midway through the third and Detroit had only had like 10 shots yeah. since the start of the second period so 13 in the first and then like 10 You know
0: you know how bad it changed for Detroit they originally had fourteen in the first
1: and then they took one and away. And then
0: at some point during the intermission, they, <laughs> they took lost, a shot away. They lost one. It happens more at T Mobile than I've ever been around. Yeah. Where shot totals change in the middle of the intermission.
1: Yeah, see, and, and that's not fair to your goalie because he probably he makes a save on that shot, yeah. so so it hurts his, his, his save percentage. Detroit
0: we should have known right then that Detroit was headed for a they stumble. they were in trouble,
1: yeah. Because yeah.
0: they were losing shot totals in the middle of the intermission. <laughs>
1: But I, I I thought it was a good game. I didn't think it was perfect, and and but uh, Ghost Pepper, right? I I'm very happy for Zach Whitecloud though, because he's he's one of the nicest guys, and and he's he's a really uh, really really fun guy to watch and a fun guy to to see up on the stand to try to. Uh...
0: I'm going to fire some questions at you. Okay. First period. Uh, did they ever trail? No. Uh, second period. Did they did they take control of the game? Yes.
1: Yes. So they, they did. They
0: didn't trail in the first. And took control of the game in the in the uh, in the second, third period. Did they give back an inch?
1: No. Okay. I didn't like the, I didn't like the last goal they gave up, but maybe maybe some. Uh, yeah. At that Five point, wins. it was over. Who yeah. cares?
0: So that's I don't know what you're looking for in perfection. Well, but that's perfection for me. Uh,
1: I I thought they were outplayed in the first period, even though they didn't give up a goal. I thought they were outplayed. Goalie's part of your team. I understand yeah. that. I understand that, but he's only one part of your team. There's there's 19 or, or there's 20 other guys that, that are out there. What do,
0: what do you think of Paul Cotter right now?
1: I like Paul Cotter. I I I mean, I think at this point, I th- I think you, you give him a chance, maybe a little higher up the line.
0: He's got four goals in his last five games, split between the National Hockey League and the American Hockey League. He got... Uh... I want to talk to him next time I see him to ask him one question. He had one second of power play time last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just did, you know? Just at the end of a power it, it's play. It's funny off. because there was a, there was a point I think it was two years ago where Nick Holden came on with like two or three seconds left in the power play. He ended up scoring a goal. Nice. And and it was pretty funny to talk to him after because I'm like I I, I think I asked him I'm like oh it's kind of kind of fun for you to get on there. He was telling me when he played with the Rangers he used to get a little bit of power play time. Yeah, so, he did. So uh,
0: so a four out of five. Yes, for
1: I already know where you're going,
0: and I went five out of five. Of course, I, uh, Carolina of course but it was just it, did, they, did. they've won, and it was a great bounce back game. And and don't underestimate the importance of the result last night to the big picture. You win the first three in the home stand. you lose a game. It's got nothing to do with you. You played a really good team in Carolina, but not letting that get away from you. Those first three wins was really imperative last night. And it sets you up for that five and one homestand. Yeah, I,
1: I, I like the fact that they are guaranteed to have a winning homestand.
0: And and they got they got to enjoy one. Look at the minutes last night. You go through the, the ice time last night, they rolled four lines. Yeah. And top they, the special teams will will skew things a little bit up front, certainly on the back end. But the ice time was kept in check. Last night, and I thought that would be a game in which Pete is able to sell out a little bit, really lean, and take the day off today, and then go back at it tomorrow. Uh, they'll they'll be as fresh as you can be with uh, with the two games uh, in three days tomorrow night. I'm excited I, I for tomorrow. I think it's really night. set up. You you like uh, you're excited about Columbus.
1: I, I yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a big Mersleykins fan, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of disappointed.
0: No, they didn't play him last time in.
1: No, no, he did. He did play the he last did? time because he got that was he got his first ever uh shutout. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh that was when he told us about the uh the fact that he he's from Latvia. Right. And his father Vegas. his father was a huge Elvis Presley fan and he was named after Elvis Presley.
0: Elvis will be in the building tomorrow. Night. Yes. We expect him to play. Uh, I hope I hope he plays. The Columbus Blue Jackets have, have overachieved so far. Yeah. But so is this Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, there's team zero doubt. Based on 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 the roster.
1: Yeah. Like I think someone who who doesn't know what's gone on, they'll look and say, "Oh well, how was this team in fourth place?" But then when you look deep,
0: that's why I asked John Shannon, "What's the perception outside?" Yeah. Of this area, of what Vegas is doing.
1: Yeah, it's it's. it's I mean, it's it's really fascinating because they have, like you said, they've overachieved. I mean, they are they're winning with. Basically half of an AHL roster.
0: They have now beat every National Hockey League team at T-Mobile.
1: Yes, that, that's very cool, too. And hopefully tomorrow night they add Columbus. Six well takes
0: years to do that, normally.
1: I, I I I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't know how many teams they don't have a winning record against. Well, There's here, not a lot.
0: Here's the thing. Uh, because it was kind of downplayed a little bit last night because they haven't played Detroit that many times at yeah. T-Mobile Arena.
1: Twice, last night was twice, the third.
0: Twice going into last night. Then I'm thinking, that makes it even more impressive. Yeah. Because they've lo- they lost a season and a half to teams coming into Vegas, so to have already done it, it's not it's not five years or four and change. Yeah. It's really three seasons.
1: Well, and the Red Wings of,
0: of, of COVID.
1: They were the first team that beat the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, payback. That, that was and and that was the game where Anthony Mantha ran through Marc-André Fleury and and a lot of people probably remember that and I think that was it was weird because that was kind of like a galvanizing moment I think for for this team because they had to face the adversity of not having a guy that they anticipated was going bo- to be there last later.
0: night uh, for Bryce Harper?
1: Maybe. You yeah. know, he wasn't in attendance last night, but uh it's very cool that MVP. Th- yeah, second time.
0: Ryan wasn't buying that yesterday. He wanted nothing to do with the good vibes from Bryce. Harper, no, it's it's becoming a, Listen, MVP.
1: I'm, I, I'm a Mets fan, so I'm supposed to hate the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't. Mm-hmm. I actually grew up going to more Philly games than I did Met games, so I'm very happy for Bryce. I think it's cool. It's, oh, co- it's I it's, I'm it's, I'm a Philly guy. It's great for yeah. Like yeah. I'm a Phillies guy. Yeah. You like the Phillies? Yeah.
0: Love Tug McGraw.
1: Oh my oh, he played for the Mets too.
0: I know. I, I, was, I was more of a uh and, and Bob Boone. Okay. Steve yeah. Carlton, Mike Schmidt was my favorite oh, that player. Was, he was my favorite player, Rose. too. I actually yeah. have a
1: Mike Schmidt Redding Phillies bobblehead.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, one-timer's coming up next, and I'll tell you my little story about why Vegas scored a goal last night that wouldn't have happened if a certain thing would have gone down a path that manufacturers in the National Hockey League were headed um, probably about uh, 12 years ago. It's, uh, it's a little... Inside look into uh, the evolution of sweaters. It's the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us. Go on to the near wing, big shot, and he scores.
1: It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day, and it's a tie hockey game on the BGK Insider Show
0: podcast. Will be up right after the show. Chapman taking care of things there. Uh, we had Jake Lasichon on. It was a jam-packed first hour, wasn't it? Jake Lesisham from the Vegas Golden Knights, John Shannon, former executive producer, Hockey Night Canada, now one of our good commentators, our insiders, and then Jody Shelley from the Columbus Blue Jackets. You all know, in number one.
1: I I, I kind of wanted to ask Jody a question. I wanted to, I, because he was part well,
0: of... Well, hold up your hand. Okay. You well, hold up well, your hand.
1: Well, well you, you threw it at me with John, so I was like, oh, maybe he'll throw it me with Jody. But I, I, was he part of that five overtime game? Was he part of the broadcast team? When they when they had that game in the bubble with Tampa Bay,
0: ooh, that was the first round, right? Yeah, so he would have been.
1: I like uh, how how do you stay focused? Like when you're when you are,
0: he wasn't he wasn't there though.
1: No, no, but but he's watching it, right? He, he's he's on the call with with the play by play guy. Do you
0: stay focused. Well, you don't stay focused for ten minutes. No,
1: no, I I would be I would not be able no, to do what Gary does. That's with. a
0: bad situation for you. Yeah, but but five overtime.
1: Oh, it would be awful. I'd fall asleep.
0: That would be pretty funny, actually.
1: You'd hear me. Call.
0: Uh, no uh, no practice today for the Vegas Golden Knights. Nothing happening at Sydney National Arena. No word. We're all watching our Twitter accounts. So that's good. Uh, three players in COVID protocol. Uh, we'll get back to the rink tomorrow ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets game tomorrow night at T-Mobile Arena. And we'll find out. Hopefully, Hopefully, that's the end of it. This is kind of no-news-good-news news type situation that we're in right now. i uh, got to fly through a couple of things here. Uh, Jared Bednar, sticking around behind the bench of the Avalanche for a little while longer. Today, the team announced their head coach has signed a two-year contract extension that will run through 2024. a bit surprised at that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't exactly... Uh... Well, I mean... Well, the I, team was upset
0: last year when they lost to Vegas, yeah, and they haven't got up to a great start. Injuries, COVID, everything this year, like, are going through a lot of what Vegas is going through, so that explains some of the record. But the, Joe Sackett firmly behind Jared Bednar. This tells me firmly behind Jared Bednar. And watch what happens with this team now.
1: You think they get a bump?
0: Well, if there's any split there between players and coach
1: they go one of two directions
0: they, oh no no now you don't have any direction to go you could go one of two directions before this oh so you've got a coach you're, what you're saying is deal. if they're not
1: fans they're going downhill
0: if you you can go one of two directions when the coach is in the last year of his deal but when the manager in the last year of the deal and you've had some hiccups puts a new contract extension in front of the coach and he signs it The managers with the coach, you better get on board with the coach. The team spoke today. So watch this team and see whether they can gain some momentum with that. Because players can, players all, we all, all talk in whatever business we're in. We all talk. But when the boss tells everybody that your boss is firmly in charge, you got nowhere to go.
1: Yeah, you're stuck.
0: You, go, you better get on board with the guy that's calling the shots. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what happened with the the Colorado Avalanche today. Came in a, a different time. Uh, they'll face the Seattle Kraken. Well, that's tonight.
1: good news for them.
0: Facing the Seattle Kraken? Yeah. Nobody believed me when I said that the Kraken no, were going to be average like like an old expansion.
1: Team. I, I was, and I think Ryan was also firmly in the corner that they were going to be Maybe not great, but they were going to at least be respectable. I don't even think they're respectable.
0: Look, wow, they're respectable. They're, they're not an good. Expansion team,
1: but they're not. Well, yeah, but when like, I say respectable, don't, don't
0: change your your. your you, everybody looks at it through Vegas. What happened in Vegas is
1: is historic. No, no, but when they, I when they, I say respectable, I meant as far like they would be in contention for a playoff spot. They're they're done. It's they're, they're not. They're it's over. Why? They have no shot.
0: Did you see the way they built their team? Yeah. They weren't building it to be a contending team.
1: No, I don't know what they're building.
0: They're building an expansion team.
1: Yeah, but how many guys are on one-year deals? How many guys? That's are That's what
0: I, the expansion... Look back at the years of Minnesota and Columbus. That's what you did. Yeah. You put a group together, and then you just evolved. You cut guys off and... And brought in new guys. That's that's what you do. You just get it. You get a team on the uh, on the ice. You stock draft picks, and you build through the draft. That's what
1: everybody's done, other than Vegas. And they're big. To, I think they're big time sellers at the deadline. Yes,
0: which is what's happened with every other expansion team. Yeah, I I, I guess maybe, I, and I uh, I don't even. I think it was smart what they did. Yeah, not to try and build a contending team, and come up short and live in the Vegas shadow. They've they're they're walking their own path right now.
1: Well, that's what you have to do, right? You can't you can't live vicariously through another team when you can't... Build. You thought
0: they were. You thought they were walking I, I, through I, Vegas. I thought
1: they were going to be good. Yeah. I, I will admit that I was absolutely wrong on that one.
0: Jets against the Canucks tonight. If the Canucks lose this game,
1: <laughs> do they make changes? I think they have to. Like, we, we talked about it off the air, and... I, I look at that roster, and I have no idea why they stink. like I. And then I watched them play last week, and I saw a team that really doesn't have a direction. I saw a team that kind of turns it over a bit, and I saw a team that doesn't have a lot of toughness. Wow. Well,
0: I was told that they had a couple of meetings. Players-only meetings, or...? I heard there was a players' meeting. I don't know whether coaches were involved in that, but it was it was led by the players. Okay. Cause I, shouldn't sh- I should not say players only. But the gathering was dictated by the players. And there were some some things said. Is that enough? Because I, I like it when players... I, it rarely does anything. But sometimes it's good just to get it off your chest. Uh, Drew Dowdy skated. Just with, uh, what they need. They dominated the game. There you are. Uh, we also have uh, the New York Islanders dealing with some COVID issues. Kevin LeBanc suspended for one game for uh, actions last night against the St. Louis Blues. I'm, I'm rifling through a lot of stuff because how is it with one person bouncing stuff off you? We're we're tight for time. I I don't know. I can't explain it. Hey, you want to explain it? You want to say I talk too much? Oh, but that's you? what we do. You or me? Uh, yeah, me. <laughs> me. Not you. No, no, no. Uh, LeBanc suspended uh, because he uh, slew footed Tyler Bozak.
1: Yeah, never a good move.
0: Ugh. Uh, who do you think is the best team in the Pacific Division, not named Vegas right now?
1: Well, me and Ryan actually had this conversation the other day. Oh, we're, on, we're on differing sides here. He went with Calgary. I was listening, but I didn't hear that part. I went with Edmonton. Hmm. Well, he it, it was a little different. We, it was who's better, we, Anaheim or LA? I still think LA will will be better than Anaheim at the end of the season. Boy, I think, oh
0: boy gets lives awesome right now. Oh, and is nineteen points, is and that, their is kids it?
1: are doing great. Oh, geez, like like uh, Troy Terry, I, 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 he still has that point streak going, and, and I guess it's the third longest in Duck history. It's impressive, like because they've
0: had a few good players.
1: Yeah, just a few. Yeah. <laughs> Sarcasm there, but yeah, it, it's amazing. They're they're really... We talked about Vegas overachieving. That's a team that's... Dallas Aikens has done a phenomenal job with, with those young kids.
0: Will you watch the Islanders game uh, as they open up their new arena this weekend?
1: It's tomorrow. I will be at the Golden Knights game. Okay. But I, I, I may try to catch it early. They're playing Calgary. Yes. And as you mentioned yesterday, they opened up Nassau, Nassau Coliseum against the uh, Flames.
0: Yeah. Uh, Olympic rosters starting to take shape we'll watch that there's more it's funny you talk to people they're either in the olympic camp or they don't believe the olympics are gonna happen with hockey
1: i think it happens
0: i think it happens too yeah uh those are your one-timers for this friday november we have tickets to give away so right now if you are caller number nine to 702-876-1340 We will give you two tickets to the November 27th game against Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. All Connor's doing is like going through everybody. Did it to the New York Rangers. Did it again last night to the Winnipeg Jets. 702 876 1340. We've had a lot of first time uh, winners lately. Uh, Give us a call right now, and we will send you, if you're caller number nine, to the Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights at T Mobile Arena. We'll be back right after this.
1: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. What a busy, busy weekend we have if you are a sports fan in this city. Just so much going on starting, well, it really started last night with the Golden Knights and the Red Wings. Tonight we've got... College basketball. So if you're a Michigan sports fan, maybe maybe a good weekend oh, yeah. to be in town because I'm. Um,
0: that's why there are so many people in Red Wing sweaters. Yeah, they the, the around.
1: Wolverines are, are playing UNLV tonight at T-Mobile Arena. Then tomorrow, of course, we get uh, Blue Jackets and Golden Knights. And there's also a big, big championship boxing fight. Friend of mine, Sean Porter, he's taking on um, uh, Terence Crawford, which is supposed to be should be a really good fight. Everybody's fighting. He's not my buddy, but he's a guy Wait, I know. Said, you just yeah, said a well,
0: good friend of mine.
1: I didn't say good friend. I said a friend of mine. I I,
0: I, I believe you said a good friend of mine.
1: Well, I, I didn't mean good friend. I It was a figure of speech. Can I get me tickets? Can I get you tickets? Probably a little too late for that. But, what uh, do you mean? Well, I don't know him that well. He's a well. good friend of yours. I, I, don't know, I don't know Sean that well, but... Uh, He's a guy who who I've. He's actually he actually came on my soccer podcast when I was doing the soccer podcast. He's really close friends with a friend of mine, so so I know. Sean oh, too. so
0: you're a friend through a friend. Yes,
1: yes. It's right, not like really. it's not like we grew up together. Have you ever Akron, talked
0: to him outside of that?
1: Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: Could you phone him up right now? No,
1: I'm not going to phone the guy up. He's getting ready for a championship fight tomorrow.
0: If he didn't have a championship fight right now,
1: would, I, could I, you phone him up? I bet you we can get him on the show.
0: I think you've totally oversold how close you are. With this we're not guy.
1: that close. We're we're friendly. But I bet I can get him on the show.
0: You're a true
1: beauty. <laughs> hey, and hockey. then, of course, on Sunday, we've got the Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals. So a good weekend for Ohio <laughs> sports as well. we got the Blue Jackets tomorrow. And then Sean is actually from Ohio as well. He's an Akron guy. And then we've got the the Cincinnati uh, bung, just, Bungles just, just and the, the Sean thing
0: <laughs> It's hot, the hockey fights <laughs> cancer night tomorrow night. It at, is. At it at is. I will Oregon be wearing well.
1: lavender for, for that.
0: We are going to get Sean on the program. What's his last name? Sean Porter. Okay.
1: Showtime. Showtime Sean.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) If he phoned up, you wouldn't have a clue. It was him. Uh, Thanks for this, though, today. Thank you all seriousness. Thanks, Chappie. Have a good weekend, everybody. You have no clue who he is.